This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. God put it this way in Amos 5.18, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord because God wanted to show just how callous, just how callous they were, just how absolutely unafraid they were of the judgment that God said, woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. Callousness is the problem. Just like the callous that forms on the edge of the heel. When we touch the bottom of our heel, when we touch the bottom of our heel, it's sensitive to touch. But just as we we move uh, our finger to the edge where those layers of skin on the heel have been laid down and they make a part of that heel that's insensitive to touch, that's what a callus is. As you take your finger and move it across the bottom of your heel, you can feel it. Sometimes it feels ticklish, but you feel it. And then you, as you get closer to that back edge of your foot where the callus is, when your finger reaches that point, you feel less. And when you're right over that callus, you don't feel it at all. Try it. Don't do it now. <laughs> but when you get home, take your sock off and just move your finger, drag your finger across the bottom of your heel. may tickle, but just drag it across. It's good as you do that. Do it slowly. And and think about that area of the heel that's sensitive to touch. And then as you drag your finger across your heel and you move over to the edge of your heel, and you know that area, it's built up with calluses. And you get to that edge, you can't feel your finger. You can't feel it. You lightly drag your finger across it back and forth over that area. You can't. It's callous. That area where you can't, you can't feel the touch of your finger. 
Those are the two important areas of the heel. The area of the heel that's sensitive to touch and the area of the heel that is not sensitive to touch, it's calloused. Those are the two areas of the heel that God has put on our bodies to teach us about how we can be spiritually. We can either be like the middle part of our heel which, and be spiritually sensitive to the touch of God, or we can be like the callous part of the heel where we're not spiritually sensitive to the touch of God. Our finger moving over our heel is like the word of God moving over the two areas of our heel that represent the two ways that we can be sensitive to the word of God. When the Bible says, all have sinned and are, and, and are worthy of judgment and God is coming to judge, if a person responds to the word of God with a deep sadness over his sin, as in 2 Kings 19.1, 2 Kings 19.1, it came to pass when the king Hezekiah heard it, heard the word of God, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. If a person responds to the word of God with a grief over his sin, a sadness to tears, Romans 7.24, Romans 7.24, and he says, Romans 7.24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? When he says the words with a sensitivity to the word of God of Job 42.6, Job 42.6, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. If a person responds to the name of Jesus Christ with worship, as in Philippians 2.10, Philippians 2.10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. If a person responds to the, the word of God, the Bible, with a fear of the judgment of God, as in Revelation 14.7, Revelation 14.7, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of judgment is come. If a person trembles at the word of God, if he, if he shakes, literally, as it says in Isaiah 66.5, Isaiah 66.5, hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. Isaiah 66.2, Isaiah 66.2, all these things have mine hand made and all these things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. If a person responds to the word of God with an extreme gratitude, over Christ dying for his sins, as in 2 Corinthians 9.15, 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. If a person responds to the death of Christ, as the hymn puts it, melt my heart to tears, as in Romans 5.8, Romans 5.8, God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If a person responds to the word of God with a deep concern to bring the lost to Christ. When you were making out your prayer list just now as we were listening to Sue, and she was talking about her brother's widow, Shelley, as I did, what did you put after her name? Did you put not saved? You know what I put? Not yet. That's how we should see every, every lost person. Not as a no, but a not yet. 
If a person responds to the word of God with a deep concern to bring the lost to Christ and salvation, as in Romans 9.3, Romans 9.3, for I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. If a person responds to the truth of judgment of God and salvation with Christ with an action to get up and reach the lost, as in Acts 20.31, Acts 20.31, therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears, then that person is like the center part of the heel. That person is like the sensitive part of the heel. That part of the heel that's sensitive to touch, that person is sensitive to God and to the word of God. He reads the word of God and he feels the presence of God, like the name of that little little skiff boat that I go around in, a little 14-foot aluminum boat called Emmanuel. And right next to it, Emmanuel, are the words, Dios, Dios con nosotros, God with us. As in Revelation 1911, Revelation 1911, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, Revelation 1913. And he that was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. The person who is sensitive, who's like the center part of the heel, he opens the word of God with a spiritual hunger for the word of God, and he's never disappointed. He feeds on the Bible, as in Job 23, 12. Job 23, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. The word of God makes him tremble with, with warnings. He's sensitive to God, the Bible's warnings. When he comes to the word of God, when he comes to the word of God in the morning, he's reporting to God and he's asking God, evaluate me, change me where I need changed. I'm stripped down. He comes to the word, comes to the Bible, comes to God. He said, I am stripped down. I'm naked. I'm totally open. I'm transparent. As in Hebrews 4.12, Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and a discerner of the hot thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him we, whom we have to do. When he comes to the word of God, the word of God lifts him up with comforts. He's sensitive to the comfort in the word of God. Psalm 119.50, Psalm 119.50. This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The word of God, he looks at the word of God for direction and he gets direction, he gets guidance. He's sensitive to the Bible's leading, Psalm 119, 105, 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He doesn't think he knows the Bible. As a matter of fact, when he comes to the Bible, he says, I don't know anything about the Bible. I just need to learn more and more and more about the Bible, as in Luke 24, 32. Luke 24, 32, they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and he opened to us the scriptures. Psalm 119.18, Psalm 119.18, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. That was spoken by a man who wrote a good part of the Bible himself. And his prayer to God was that God would open his eyes and he would understand the Bible. The word of God, the person who is like the center part of the heel, who is sensitive, the word of God thrills him 
because it brings to him the most important person in his life, Jesus Christ. He's looking for Christ in the Bible. He's on the hunt. He's on the search. He loves to see Christ in the Bible, and he's sensitive to the various pictures of Christ in the Bible. He can say as he reads the Bible, Psalm 104, 34, Psalm 104, 34, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I shall be glad in the Lord. He's like Philip in John 1.45. John 1.45, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, we found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He was thrilled. He was excited. Like every time the stroke of the finger drags across the center of the heel, it's felt every time he reads the word of God, it has an impact on his soul. That person's like the center of the heel, sensitive to the word of God. But on the other hand, if a person responds to the word of God with no acknowledgement of personal sin, no, me a sinner, don't say such things. If he responds like Proverbs 30, verse 20, Proverbs 30, verse 20, such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I've done no wickedness. If a person responds to the word of God with a self-righteousness, as in Luke 18, 11, Luke 18, 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. If a person has no respect for the name of Jesus Christ, as in Psalm 139, 20, Psalm 139, 20, they speak against thee wickedly, thine enemies take thy name in vain. If a person responds to the judgment of God with an, I don't care, as in Luke 12, 19, Luke 12, 19, I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years, take thine ease, eat, drink, be merry. If a person has no respect for the word of God as in Jeremiah 36, 23, Jeremiah 20, 36, 23, it came to pass that when Yehudi had read three or four leaves, he cut it, it's the Bible, he cut it with a penknife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. If a person could care less that Christ died for his sins and would just as soon walk over the blood of Christ, as in Hebrews 10.29, Hebrews 10.29, of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who had trodden underfoot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and had done despite under the spirit of grace. If a person has no real concern that the lost are slipping into hell, but only cares about his own happiness and his comforts, as in our chapter, verses four through six, verses four through six, that lie up of Amos six, four through six, that lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves in the midst of the stall, that chant to the sound of the vial and invented themselves instruments of music like David, that drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they're not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. If a person is religious and the word of God has no impact on his soul, as in Mark 7, 6, Mark 7, 6, well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. 
then that person's like the edge of the heel. That person is like the callous part of the heel. Like dragging a finger apart, that part of the heel, no feeling, can't feel it. That person is callous. That person is insensitive to the word of God. He may read the Bible, the word of God, but it's boring to him. It's not, It's only interesting maybe from an historical point of view, like the callous part of the heel. The finger can drag back and forth a thousand times, and it doesn't matter how many times the finger goes back and forth apart that, on that part of the heel. He can't feel it. It doesn't matter how many times he reads the word of God, he can't feel the touch of the word of God. He's calloused. Because he's calloused to the word of God, he prefers to remain what the Bible calls willfully ignorant. There are two things that he's willfully ignorant of, and those two things are creation and judgment. Creation and judgment, 2 Peter 3, 5, we saw it. 2 Peter 3, 5, for this they are willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. We look at creation, we look at creation, and we say, how can anyone say? How can anyone look at the beauty, the organization of nature and just say, it's not the work of the creator? To say something as ridiculous as in the beginning there was nothing and nothing exploded. And that's what nothing did, it exploded. There was an explosion of nothing. And somehow when this explosion of nothing happened, it caused there to be the perfect universe. And somehow, non-living chemicals just joined together to make a single cell. And somehow, that single cell joined together to make all the plants and the animals and man. Like the nine-year-old daughter of a missionary to Florence, Italy, who was being told that that in the Italian public school, and after that, the teacher explained all that. She raised her hand and she said, that's just stupid. <laughs> and it is. It's stupid to be willingly ignorant. And Peter was amazed at this willful ignorance. <clears throat> and so he turns to us and he says, don't be ignorant of one thing, that the delay of the judgment of God is for one purpose, and the purpose is, not yet, not yet, by every person's name who's not saved today. So that the lost can be saved. Second Peter 3, 8, 2 Peter 3, 8, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day of the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. He's long-suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. The Bible says that there was a world that then was. There was a world that then was, 
And what happened to that world that then was? 2 Peter 3, 6, 2 Peter 3, 6 says, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. The world that then was was destroyed in the great flood. And every fossil that is held in the hand has one message. Fossils are not made today. There's no creation of fossils today. They all came from the great flood. And every time a fossil is held up, that fossil is shouting the message, 2 Peter 3.6, 2 Peter 3.6, the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Every fossil that's held in the hand has one message. Every fossil that was formed in the great flood, every fossil that God has placed on the earth like a warning sign, like a lighthouse, it's saying, 2 Peter 3.7, 2 Peter 3.7, the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The Bible says there were two thriving cities. <clears throat> and what happened to those two thriving cities? Luke 17, 29, Luke 17, 29. The same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. In the great flood that destroyed the world that then was, there were two groups of people. And at that time of the great flood, those two groups of people were the prepared and the unprepared. The prepared was a small group, doesn't matter, it was only eight people, but they were prepared and they were saved alive. And at the end of that flood, they looked over a vast world of the unprepared who perished. And the destruction of the two thriving cities in Sodom and Gomorrah, there were two groups of people at the time of the destruction of the Sodom and Gomorrah, and those two groups of people were the prepared and the unprepared. The prepared was a small group also, just a few people, Lot, his two daughters, the only ones who survived, Sodom. And that's the point about the coming judgment of the earth. There is also, as there has been in the past, as there is in the future, as there will be a as there is now and as there will be in the future, the coming judgment is so bad. And God wants us to know there's two groups, the prepared and the unprepared. And God is not willing that any should be unprepared. And so that's why God looks at every person and says, not yet, not yet. And he stretches out the time. Why? Because, because John 3.16 describes God today just as much as it did back then, 2,000 years ago when it was written. John 3.16, the reason there is a delay in judgment is because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth into him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so God now in chapter six of Amos turns to his own people, his own Jewish people, and says, just like Martha sang, born of Jewish kin, he turns to his own Jewish kin and he says, woe, woe, which is a continuation of the first woe of Amos 5.18. Amos 5.18, and this is a woe in Amos 6.1, Amos 6.1. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Woe to them that are at ease, we read? No, 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 no. We wouldn't say woe to them that are at ease. We'd say happy are those that are at ease. Happy are those who feel no trouble. Happy.
clear those who are at ease with no trouble. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.